you ready to dip in? Welcome to the Divine Intervention Podcast. I'm Freya. And I'm Holly. And we're here to guide you to spirituality, taboo topics, and everything in between. We'll dip our toes into some topics and dive deeper into others. Nothing is off the table. This is a safe space for you, our listeners, to learn, grow, be inspired, and open your heart and mind. Get ready. Let's take the plunge together. Welcome, Dippers. Welcome, everyone, to episode number four of the Divine Intervention Podcast. Yay, today we're talking all things manifestation. You've probably seen it around a lot lately. I feel like it's a booming topic at the moment. What about you, Holly? Yeah, definitely. I feel like manifestation is a real it word of late. It's a real, real life magic that we can incorporate into our lives. It really is. So today we're going to share our personal experience, our favorite maybe manifestation practice and some useful tips and guidelines. Um, Before we do, I do quickly want to have a little word of thank you because we are so grateful. We've had so many people listen to the podcast. We're so happy. Yeah, we're really grateful for all of the support and yeah, overwhelmed of with with all the support. It's amazing. Our cups are overflowing with love. And we do want to say, if you ever have any topic that you want us to touch on, feel free to just send it through to our socials at The Dip Podcast. Yeah, definitely. We want to cater to our listeners. So please send the suggestions our way. So without further ado, we're going to dip into the Astro News and the card of the week. Holly, could you please tell us what is going on in the stars? Yeah, definitely. So one of the big things that has just happened is the sun has moved into Gemini. So we are now in Gemini season. And this energy is really beautiful for being social. Geminis are social butterflies. Geminis also love to chat and communicate. So this is a really beautiful time over the next month or so to be social, to engage with other people, um, really build some new connections. And the other thing that Gemini energy brings is learning. So So really lean into learning, lean into study, reading books, researching, anything in that realm. It's a great time to do that during Gemini season. Wonderful. The other major thing that's happened in the sky recently is Pluto has gone into retrograde. So it started about a week ago and it will continue right through till November 2023. So Pluto represents, this planet symbolizes death and rebirth. It symbolizes transformation. It symbolizes the dark side, the shadows, power, control. And so when Pluto goes into retrograde, it starts to dig things up from our past, like traumas, and it brings them to the surface so that we can start to release them, acknowledge them, process them. So during this time from now right through till November, you might find that things from your past come up and trigger you. And so it's up to you whether you recognize in yourself that, okay, something from my past, I'm still not over it yet. There's something, there's a part of me that's still holding on to that trauma. And so you can either take time to process and release it as best you can. Um, If you don't, it'll probably, you'll probably get triggered again at some point and another opportunity will arise for you to process that trauma. So yeah, a bit of a a bit of a deep dive, dark time for the rest of the year in terms of our past, but it is good. It forces us to release. 
does this energy also bring、um, with it that you kind of want to change things up if you feel like they're no longer serving you? Because I feel like that's what I'm really starting to go through at the moment. It's the questioning, like, does this really align with me still? Is it bringing me positive energy, or is it tiring for me?、Um, also, with people, not only with experiences, also with people. Is that the Pluto retrograde energy as well? Yeah, definitely. I mean, Pluto is all about transformation, and so if you are recognizing that certain things in your life aren't serving you anymore, be it、um, connections with people, be it jobs, anything at all, if you are feeling like it's not serving you, then this Pluto retrograde will say, "Okay, how do we want to transform this?"、Mm-hmm. I find it so interesting that. This happens to be around the time that、um, you or Holly is about to embark to Bali for four months. Maybe there is something from inside you as well from the past where you feel like you haven't really explored this pathway yet, or this side of yourself yet, being on your own, being in a foreign country. So it's very interesting that that is at the same time. Definitely, no one- coincidence. No, definitely no coincidences. This definitely resonates with me, and I think this is why I am being pulled to Bali. I'm going to spend some time on my own, do some eat, pray, love, do some deep diving, do some healing, and so I feel like this Pluto retrograde. It's I didn't know that Pluto would be retrograding at the time that I was going to Bali, but now that I'm putting all the pieces together, it makes perfect sense because I definitely have things from my past that are still triggering me, and especially at the moment, things are popping up. So I'm looking forward to. Going inward and、um, processing, feeling, and releasing.、Mm, it's a very interesting energy to have around, and I feel like again it ties in well with the card of the week, which is the Queen of Swords. So the Queen of Swords is a very level-headed woman. She is very rational. She has very clear in her mind. What she thinks of certain things and what she wants to be doing and how she is gonna do it. I feel like with Pluto in retrograde, things are gonna come up from your past, where you feel like there's still a trauma to work to. Like yourself said, that together with the Queen of Swords, it's gonna come to you like a stroke of lightning. You're gonna see clear. Hold on, this is what I'm still holding on to. This is why I'm feeling this trauma still. So you're gonna be able to really see clear what maybe is an obstacle at this point in your life, and. Use that energy of the Queen of Swords to be direct in your communications, to stand up for yourself, stand up for what you believe in, and to be clear in your communication with others. Really, and I feel like that is an energy I've been feeling inside myself too. I I'm quite busy at the moment, and I feel the need to be on my own a bit more, to not necessarily go out and socialize all the time. When I do, it you know it's wonderful, it's nice, but not every single day of the week, and also not just to please others. So I feel like I'm gonna harvest that energy of the Queen of Swords this week to maybe say to family and friends. Look, I really need to withdraw for a little bit. It's not you; it's me. There's nothing wrong.、Um, I just need some more time for myself and be clear in that communication. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think I think that's a really beautiful card of the week, and everyone can pull something from that. Everyone can, yeah, embody that for the week ahead. 
Definitely, definitely. And sometimes queens in the tarot are not always reflecting yourself. They can be a person in your life too. So this is a good moment to, to look around, look at the women in your life where you feel like they are strong, they got their stuff together, they are very clear in their communication. What can you learn from them? And can you channel a little bit of that energy to show up for yourself better in certain aspects of your life? I think that's really great as well, um, applying that to Gemini season because Gemini energy can be a bit scatty because mm. Gemini energy can jump from thing to thing and get bored easily. So it's really nice to embrace this Queen of Swords energy during Gemini season to kind of reduce the scattiness and apply some focus. Have a clear mind and tackle the week ahead. The week ahead. Let's get into our manifestation topic for this week. So first of all, let's just have a chat about what is manifestation? I think manifestation is best described as using our thoughts, feelings, beliefs to bring something into the physical reality. Because often manifestation, or almost always, starts in our minds right or in our soul or in whatever we're feeling we start to get this desire and urge for something different something more just something that is not there yet in the physical realm but that we really want to get into existence and it can really be anything it can be super materialistic i want a new house or it can be more I want to feel better about myself I want to love myself more so it can really really be anything and it's definitely a tool that harness a lot of power and I believe is beneficial for everyone yeah definitely and it's it's linked directly with the intentions that you are putting out there into the universe um, like what's that saying um intention intention goes where energy no flows energy flows where intention goes yeah something like that so it's really about the intentions that you have and this is where you can harness this to really invite new things into your life to manifest Uh, and as well if the intention that you are inadvertently putting out into the universe you might start to manifest things that you don't really want so it's all in the power of your thoughts and really focusing that intention because it is really it is real magic It is. It is really is magic. I feel like there's a million different ways how you can manifest. And I just want to touch on what we spoke about in previous episodes. There's no right or wrong way to do it. Today, we're going to try and give you tips, tricks, things that we love to um, apply in our manifestation practice. But also keep remembering that You have to do what you believe in because at the end of the day, manifestation is really a a tool of believing in what you're putting out there. And I guess that is really the core of manifestation. You have to believe that it's going to happen and you can't half believe. You have to be fully in. I know it's going to happen for me. It's already happening for me. Mm -hmm. It's here. Let's have a chat about our history with manifestation and what what we have intentionally manifested in our life or what has appeared in our life and we realized it was a product of our intentions. Yeah. So Freya, do you have a story for us? 
Yeah, well, there's one that instantly pops into my mind, and this this happened about a year ago. And I often make the joke that I say I manifested a little bit too too hard there. Um, this story to me proves that everything that you put out there is being heard, no matter if you thought through the consequences of putting it out there or not. Because I definitely didn't at this point. So um, when I moved to Australia about three years ago, I arrived here. I was a little backpacker. I just came off the back of six, seven months of traveling. And I had my first job here working with horses. And I was about to buy my first car here. So at this point, the only thing that mattered to me was the car needs to drive right? It needs to bring me safely from A to B. (laughs) And I did not want to invest in anything fancy fancy because I didn't really know how long I was even going to stay here for. So anyway, I found a car, great car, a little bit older car. I bought it and it served me really well. Then about two years later, I started to think, oh, I would really like a new car, maybe a little bit of a nicer car. And I started saying it, especially to my partner. I just kept saying, I really want a new car. I really want a new car. And he would say to me, just just wait, just drive until your car can't go no more. And then we will look into getting a new car. But I kept saying it. I kept saying it, kept saying it. So keep in mind that for the whole two and a half years that I owned this car, it never gave me any grief, nothing, literally nothing. It was perfect the whole time. So it is one morning, um, and this is about three months after I started saying I want a new car. We brought it in in the morning to have a service done. And I was just thinking I was going to pick it up um, a couple hours later, right? So I get a call about an hour later and the car mechanic says to me, well, um, I have to say I'm shocked that you're still driving around because literally your radiator is fully cracked. Two of the four pistons are failing. I had no idea what this meant at this point, (laughs) but he said, I'm shocked that your car still starts. Um, However, I would be so glad to take it off you. I offer you this and this for it. Uh, Can I please buy your car for the parts? Oh, wow. Can you believe that? (laughs) So (laughs) I dropped my car off in the morning and an hour later, I had sold my car to the mechanic for parts and I was without a car. That's wild. That's wild, right? Um, And I remember I was was upset about it because I didn't expect that to happen in that moment. And Mm -hmm. also from moment A to like within five minutes, I was without a car, without Mm -hmm. my main way of transport. And where we live around the Gold Coast, like a car is key, like you need to have transport to get around so I was upset about it and then I called my partner and he was like well you know how you kept saying that you wanted a new car I guess we have no choice now yeah Yeah. so I feel like that is an example how that intention that I kept putting out there within three months Mm -hmm. led to me not having any other choice than getting a new car right yeah so it just shows that if you put it out there be ready to receive it in whichever shape way or form it comes because this is the thing with manifestation you have to think it through do you really want that because you can't decide when or how the universe is going to give it to you exactly and look i was very happy because now i have my new car (laughs) so it worked out perfectly but it happened crazy 
Yeah, but ideally you wouldn't have manifested that gap between yeah. not having a car to getting your new car. You would have manifested the new car and then sell your old car later. But Definitely. the universe had other ideas. The universe <laughs> is like, okay, well, you wanted your old car to stop working so you could have a new car. So exactly. here you go. <laughs> exactly. So that's like the layer of manifestation behind it a little bit, right? Uh, you keep saying you want a new car, but something needs to happen right? You either need to sell your old car or it needs to stop working. So indirectly, you're putting sort of that intention a little bit in there too, Mm. because the universe is going to work in ways that you don't expect. Mm, Definitely. Definitely. What about you, Holly? Do you have any, any stories like these or maybe a bit more positive where you expected things to happen well I guess I have I have one story where I expected something to come because I was really trying and the other one that I wasn't quite realizing that I was inviting it in so the first one is a couple of years ago I really just needed a part-time job that was going to work around my passions and the things that I was pursuing and so I um, I wrote a letter to my to my new job or I wrote a letter to the universe about what style of job I wanted and I didn't write down exactly what the job was but I wrote down what it enabled me to do so I said like it gave me flexibility due to shifts at these times it gave me a community uh, of people to to meet and mingle with. So I wrote all of this down and then I was taking active steps obviously to look for a job. So I was on seek and I was spreading the word and basically I ended up with a, with a really great job with a fun company and I made friends and it fit my schedule perfectly. And um, yeah, maybe a couple of months after I got the job, I found that letter I wrote to the universe in my drawer and I reread it and I was like, well, there you go. This job ticked all of the boxes. Even if you put it out, a long time ago, it can still happen all those years later. Well, definitely. And that's my other story as well. So Mm. this is going back quite a few years, maybe about five or six years ago. Uh, I was with my ex-partner at the time. We were having a lot of problems. Um, He went away on a work trip and I just started journaling in my notebook. And back then I didn't as such journal, but I would write pros and cons lists. (laughs) And so I kind of figured this relationship wasn't working for me. It was kind of falling apart. And so I wrote down pros and cons of being in that current relationship. Then I just turned to a new page and I wrote down what kind of person would I ideally like in my life? And I wrote down all of these things about this man, um, you know, that he was very calm and patient, but fun, had all of his own friends so that I had new friends to mingle with, but he'd be fine with me spending time with my friends. Mm. Basically all of these things, it's like a full page of stuff. And then, um, then I kind of put my book away. I was still in the, the old relationship and that relationship lasted another 18 months before it really fell apart. And then Yeah. So then we split and within a month of splitting with that partner, I met a new man and we dated a little bit and then we went our separate ways. He was in the army at the time. And so he went overseas on deployment and I had my single time. I went solo traveling and whatnot. And when we both returned to Australia, we basically fell into a relationship straight away. And he is my current partner. Shout out to Ryan. (laughs) So cute. And it was probably a year into our relationship that I was moving house and I found this old notebook. And so I opened the note. I was like, what's in this notebook? And I found right in the middle, all these scribbles from that day, like two and a half years beforehand or three years beforehand, when I was still in my past relationship and writing down the pros and cons of that relationship, but then writing down all the qualities of a person I would actually want. And I went through that whole list and I kid you not, 
Ryan ticked every single box. Wow. And I think that I, once writing that down, I started to put out into the universe, that is the type of man that I deserve. That is the type of man, the type of relationship I want to be in. I knew that I didn't want it straight away necessarily. Like I wasn't looking for a relationship straight away once I left my ex. But because I had been putting that intention out there, the the universe started to work its magic and it ended my last relationship and it called this new relationship in. And so once I found that notebook, I was like, wow. It's like I really manifested this man. You really manifested him. I feel like in our stories, there's already a very important key to manifestation there. Um, We're going to dabble into this a lot deeper later in the episode, but I do just quickly want to point it out. It's about being concise and elaborate and specific. Definitely. The more specific you ask for something, the more likely you're going to get it in return exactly what you want it to be, which your example with Ryan... uh, which your relationship with Ryan is a great example for. Yeah. He is everything you wrote down. Mm-hmm. And there was a specific list. Exactly. You asked, you received. Exactly. Had I just written down, I I want a new partner who I have fun with. And if that's mm-hmm. all I wrote down, then I probably would have received a partner who that I had fun with. But yes. maybe not all of these other um, maybe brought a lot of other traits that I wasn't necessarily looking for. So, yeah. And I was, I inadvertently manifested Ryan. I didn't quite mean to because I'd kind of forgotten I'd written that list, but it just goes to show the intention that I put out there in detail. Definitely. And you probably still held that intention close to your heart. Yeah. Um, sometimes we don't need to manifest or set the intention every single day. Sometimes if it's true and if it comes from the heart, it will come out in due time. Like divine timing is what we're all about. Exactly. Now let's have a chat about how to manifest. Yes. I feel like a very important step is to get clear what you actually want to manifest. And this is very important. It should be something that you really want deep down. Not because someone else around you has it and that mm. you look at it and you're like, oh, that looks nice. It needs to be something that you specifically really want. So it can be anything, right? Let's take the example of I want a new friendship. I want to find a new friendship. Get clear on what you want in that friendship. How does it feel to you? Is it lots of laughter? Is it more deep? Um, What do you guys talk about? What age is this person? Um, Where does this person live? What do you guys like to do together? Get it super clear and concise and really think about the underlying meaning. Why do I really want a new friendship? Mm. Probably because... Maybe you feel a little bit alone or you would like some more social interaction in your life. So first step, get clear what you want. Flowing off on that, I think a great way to get clear of what you want is to sit in stillness, sit in meditation, but also journal. Because if you do these things, you will be more in touch with your inner feelings and your thoughts. And you can probably pinpoint much better what it is that you actually want. When you have that clear, then there is a lot of different ways that you can manifest. Yeah, definitely. I think the I think the journaling part is a really 
important part to help you get clear on exactly what it is that you want. Um, If you have a busy mind or potentially you're not good at sitting in stillness, I think it's great to brain dump, just get all the details out um, and literally just write it all down, like why you want it, how it will change your life, all of these things. And throughout that process, it'll really, really help you. Yes. And this will probably... Um, be the point in time when you feel like you know what you want that you can start writing a manifestation statement for example so a manifestation statement is I how long can it be Holly can it be any length would you say it can be any length as long as it's specific as Mm. possible and as long as you write it as if you already have it yes that is very important consider it already done so be careful with the words that you use Maybe I wouldn't probably use, I am going to have a new job in 2025. No, instead you would say, I love my new job. It fulfills me creatively. I love my co-workers. I am so grateful for this new job. I'm so grateful to have received what I really wanted. Mm. That is a really good way to get your manifestation even stronger. Definitely. Um, There's a lot of different ways that you can work with this manifestation statement in your journaling. And a very well-known method is the 369 method. Have you heard of this, Holly? I actually haven't. So please explain it to me. I'm very intrigued. (laughs) So it's actually um, from an inventor around the 1850s he lived, I guess. His name is Nikola Tesla. Tesla, not the car. Maybe that's where the car name comes from because he had heaps to do with electricity. Um, but he did a couple of research moments around a circle and he figured out that if you divide 360 by either the number three, six or nine, it will always come down to those numbers. Mm. So he said three, six and nine are the numbers that hold the key to the universe. The magic numbers. The magic numbers. I love this. <laughs> it's, it's very, um, secretive a little yeah. bit. I love it too. It's like a little bit of history here too. So basically, people have been saying that you can use 369 as a great way to manifest. So you have your manifestation statement. You write it three times in the morning to set the intention, six times during the day or in the afternoon to amplify it, and nine times at night to really release it and let it go on its way. Then I've also heard people that say you should do it for 33 days Mm -hmm. or 33 days. Um, I've tried it. I've tried it and definitely worked for me. It's just very labor intensive. And I guess this brings us to the next point. We said before how it's so important to have clear what you want to manifest. It can also be very important to stay consistent, especially if you're not sure hundred percent that this is what you want. And I'm saying not sure meaning that you might want something, but you also see other opportunities and you're like, oh, that can be interesting as well. So you're not dead set on this one. Mm. Then you're not 100% sure in the manifestation world. So be consistent. If you decide to try a method like that, stick at it, stick at it and keep putting it out there and truly believe in it. 
Definitely, definitely. It's important. Yeah. If the if something like that is a little bit too labor intensive for you, you could write your own simplified manifestation statement or an intention. You could write down some affirmations for yourself. Say like, I am powerful. I am happy. I am fulfilled. If you really pull out those feelings out of the manifestation of how you want to feel, and you can even just write them out and then stick them on your mirror in the morning and say, say them to yourself in the mirror before you brush your teeth. So that could be a good, good point. Just talking about the manifestation statement, I just want to add that something that's really beautiful and important to add to the end of your statement is that you want to allow the universe to work its magic if it has something even better in store for you. So at the end of your statement, so say I'm manifesting a, a new friendship, like the example used before, you could say, I am loving my new friendship and I am feeling supported and fulfilled finish it off with this or something better so that you don't put limitations on what the universe can bring to you yeah because it has so much in store for every one of us Mm. that maybe we're not even aware that there's something better out there for us than what we're dreaming of Mm -hmm. Um, I think the releasing part is very important do not get too fixated on it your whole happiness cannot depend on this manifestation, right? Because we said before, it's going to play out the way that the universe has in mind anyway. So it might take a little bit of time to arrive. Make sure to still enjoy and appreciate the present moment as well and release your manifestation. Definitely. It's about releasing the control. It's about releasing that attachment because the universe the universe can work like water. If you try and hold water in your hand tightly, it'll just run out. So we we kind of release that control and just trust. Trust that if it is meant for you, if it is of your highest good, then it will come back to you. Definitely. And I feel like the universe really rewards you, like you're saying, for trusting in it. Mm. Also know that the universe is known to challenge you. Sometimes when you're asking to receive specific things through your manifestation, the universe will throw you something that is maybe a little bit of a detour or a distraction just to see, okay, do you really want this? Are you really committed to this? Yeah. Is this really the right thing for you? Yeah, the universe can do that to you. (laughs) Works in mystical ways. So as we are releasing our manifestations out into the universe, something that Friar just touched on, which was about um, bringing yourself into the present moment, this is where a key part of the manifestation process lies. And it lies in gratitude, gratitude for what you already have in your life. Because otherwise you might sound like a spoiled little child at Christmas being given all of these presents and then you turn to the universe or Santa and you say, okay, this is what I want now. And the universe says, well, I've already given you all these beautiful things. Like, aren't you, aren't you happy with these? Aren't you grateful for these things? Why would I keep giving you more if you can't appreciate what you have? Very true. So the gratitude part is extremely important in the manifestation. And I would recommend applying gratitude before or during the, the, t- the time when you are getting clear on what you want. You can write down all the things that you're grateful for in life or say you're looking for a new job. You can write down all of the things that you are grateful for in your current job. Yes. And that will really test you. That will really yes. test you to pull out what's actually good, what you already have. 
And then it's good to finish off with gratitude as well. So once you've released your manifestation out into the universe and you've said this or something better, then you can apply gratitude to your life again and just write down or think about the people in your life that you're grateful for, what's going well for you, all of the things that you are happy with, basically. It really brings you into that gratitude mindset. That's beautiful. And I think it's so important because we need to be grateful for what we already have. We can't be fixated on our manifestations for the future. We can't be fixated on the future in general. Mm -hmm. We need to enjoy our time here and our time now. And the present moment really is all we have. And I guess touching on what you said before, how the universe is like water and energy as well, energy flows, right? It goes up and down. And if you come into manifestation with a positive energy flow, it will be much more likely to be rewarded. There's different ways of saying things like, I'm not financially abundant. I need more money into my life. I manifest more money. That's very controlling and very negative. I do not have enough now. Whereas if you apply your attitude of gratitude, you can say, I'm so grateful for what I already have. I only invite more money into my life. Money is safe with me. Money, I will look after the money that I receive. See? And we can do a whole different episode about money mindset because it's so interesting. I definitely think we should do that. That would be great. We should that definitely do great. that because it's an energy that flows and comes and goes. And But yeah, so keep that gratitude at the front of your mind. And it helps you focus on what it is that you have rather than focusing on the lack. Yes. And if we are in a lack mindset, or, mm-hmm. you know, this can also be known as scarcity mindset. Yes. If we're focusing on what we're lacking, if you, that's the intention that you are putting out there. You are putting mm-hmm. out a negative, I don't have enough um, energy. Definitely. And, and I truly believe that every single thing in this life, any matter, has energy. If it sees that whatever you're already currently having is being treated as, oh, but that's not enough, how is something new going to feel safe to come to you? Because mm. then it might still not be enough. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So this is probably a whole nother episode as well, but yes. it's about reframing your your thoughts, reframing what you're saying. It's about working with the mindset. So yeah, that is, that's a whole other episode, but definitely applicable here to the manifestation. Absolutely. So let's talk about when the best times are to manifest. So you can manifest at any time, at any point in your life, as Fry was talking about that 369 method, morning, during the day, evening. But there is astrologically an ideal time of the month to manifest, and this comes with the new moon. So each month we have a new moon and a full moon. So the new moon is the time that is new beginnings. The moon is dark and it's ready to start again. So it's about a great time to set those intentions then to invite the new things into your life and really um, release your manifestations under the new moon. It's a really magical time. Is there a certain ceremony or that you really like to use about around the new moon time and about intention setting or is it just releasing a journal manifestation statement? I think it comes down to how much time you make for it. 
if you have a really busy busy schedule around that time, I'll at least make five minutes to sit down, drop into myself, write a statement and vocalize it. If I make more time for myself, then I love doing a cacao ceremony. Mm. So making a nice cup of cacao, making it a real sacred ritual, getting my favorite crystals, putting my nice music on, some lighting some sage, lighting some incense, and then sitting down with my journal, journaling about what it is that I want to invite into my life. And, and then going from there, yeah, writing my manifestation statement, releasing it, and then doing a beautiful meditation. Yes. And you can, you don't necessarily have to do this on the day of the new moon. You can do it a day or so leading into the new moon or a day or two after. So you have around about four days to really work with the energy at its peak. Mm, it's cool that you mentioned that you repeat your manifestation statement out loud because I don't think we touched on that yet for me that's personally something I love to do as well I feel like it becomes so much more forceful and powerful if you actually repeat it out loud Um, because often there is a little bit of shame sometimes around what we are manifesting Mm especially when you're surrounded by other people, maybe in a new moon circle. I feel like when you are brave enough to vocalize it, that's when you will really know like, yes, I want this. You cannot be tentative with your manifestations. You need to fully want it and to fully live it um, in order for it to come true. I totally agree. I love a new new moon ceremony. It really changes for me how much time I make for it. It can be very elaborate. It can also be quite short where it's just a statement. It's whenever you feel called to do it. I also really feel called to um, have a water element in it. I love to have like a long bath. Oh, I love this. Yes. And it's probably because I see like water as like the energy, right? And how everything flows. So I just love to sit under the moonlight in a bath and to just think about what I really want. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. I think for me, I love... I love that you're using that water element Mm. to really tune into the energy. I think for me, I probably use the water on the other moon, so on the full moon, because water is quite cleansing for me. That's true. So I use it to help cleanse and help release. But this Mm. is where we say each to their own. This is all about what works for you, what resonates with you, and, yeah, what feels right. What feels right. Um, There's definitely in tarot, there's a link between intention setting and tarot as well. So in the card, deck in the major cards there actually are three cards that are linked to manifesting directly it's number one the magician which is a figure that is very accomplished he has all the tools he needs all the four elements which are all the suits of the cards to create the fifth element to basically make everything heavily into something touchable Mm. in this earth. So we use the magician card number one, the the number of infinite possibilities to set our intentions. Then you have card number 10, which is the wheel of fortune. This is the card when we align everything we do with the intention that we set. You got to live it as if it's already done. Or as if you're expecting it to be done any moment. You got to make sure that you have room in your life and space to embrace whatever new is coming into it. So under the positive 
influence of the wheel of fortune you sort of amplify your intention setting and then you have card number 19 which is the sun and this is when we reap the rewards of a manifestation when we see our dreams come true and the interesting thing is that these cards are all linked in numbers because obviously a magician is number one the sun is 10 which comes down to one and then you have 19 which is one plus nine is ten in the tarot comes down to one again oh i love this i love all this numerology i know right isn't it and then also if there are listeners that have a deck at home i would love to give you this little three card spread that you may want to do first you're gonna pull a card which will be the foundation for your manifestation and it will show you what your goal currently is and where you're at with it and how you're feeling about it so simply ask the question, where are I, where am I at now in relation to my goals? Or what do I need to invite more of into my life? Card number one. Card number two will show you a blockage. So ask what is standing in my way to achieve my dream or my goal. And then card number three, you're going to ask the universe for advice. How can I best manifest this new thing into my life? This is amazing. <laughs> I'm going to use this spread every time I manifest now. You can probably do this with Oracle as well, by the way. So so please feel free to grab any card deck that you have and yeah, let us know how you go. <laughs> I love that. I do just have one question about, yeah. this might be a bit silly, but um, about the tarot. Mm. So you mentioned that the magician is card number one. Mm. I thought the fool was the first card of the tarot. He is uh, number zero. The fool is number zero. Number zero. There we go. Yes. Tarot 101 here. Tarot 101. <laughs> well, that's a wrap for episode four already. Um, we really hope that you gain some more insight in the magical world of manifestation. Yeah, definitely. And as always, if you have any questions at all, please let us know. You can contact us through socials at the Dip Podcast and we would love to yeah, answer all your questions, queries, recommendations. As well as to hear any of your manifestation stories. We love to hear your stories. Or even if you get a little bit stuck and you want some tips, just reach out to us. And just again, thanks again for all your support. We are loving doing these episodes. And yeah, new episodes are dropping weekly Monday mornings. Yeah, so until we align again, we'll see you at the next dip. <laughs>